one. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's been a while, but we are back in full force with the Team Strike podcast. Uh, as you can see, me, Brandon, there's uh, Logan Bunn, who, had us, who was uh, the interim podcast host for a while until we found two awesome replacements, two beauties of uh, guys here who are going to take over the show. And we thought, what better way than to introduce them to you uh, uh, right now? So we got with us Ross Kramali. And Brendan asked, boys, welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast hosting uh, crew. Awesome, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're uh, happy to be here. So, uh, let's Super say, pumped uh, to be here. Yeah, we're going to introduce you guys here. So, Ross, uh, why don't we start off with you? I think you're the senior guy here. Why don't we give you guys oh, one talk folks at home uh, a little bit about yourself? Um, let's see. Well, my name is Ross Cromaldi. I live in Florida. I've been officiating for this will be my 18th season. Um, I've kind of had an interesting journey through officiating with uh, uh, growing up here in Florida. Hockey's um, not necessarily the, the biggest game, or at least it wasn't back then. Um, I started refereeing for some extra money uh, when I was like 14. Started doing like youth and men's league. Worked my way up from there. Um, decided to pursue it uh, as a, um, a dream, I guess, if you'll say. Uh, when um, I was about 18, I started running into concussion problems. And from there, I decided, hey, I'm going to take refereeing seriously. So I went to a few camps, uh, got better, moved uh, to New York in Oh, man, 2008, 2009, worked a full slate of juniors for the uh, fishing development program. Uh, joined the military after that. Um, took a year off from officiating, then got back into it. Ended up getting stationed in uh, Mississippi, which worked out for me uh, because I was within four hours of all the Southern Professional Hockey League teams, except for Fayetteville. Um, so I got in with the SPHL, which was run by the USA Hockey ODP. Um, who I had previously worked for. And then I worked, what, five seasons in that league. And uh, now I'm uh, back living in Tampa. I work all our youth, junior, college locally, so ACHA and USPHL. And then um, I also work part-time with uh, the ECHL when they need me. And Ross, you got a heck of a resume, but tell us, like, uh, when we were looking for some new podcast hosts, you were one of the first guys, hey, let's do this. What makes you what? So what do you love about officiating? Like, why? What's you know? Why do you want to? Why do you want to jump in here and do the do the podcasting role? Um, number one thing I love is the camaraderie. Like, I know guys all over the country, and most places I go, if if I'm there alone or whatever, I can text a buddy, be like, "Hey, I'm in town. Like, what do you, you want to hang out? Want to do something?" So, like, the friends I met is like definitely the number one thing. Uh, number two is being on the ice, being a part of the game. Um, like I said, I ran into concussion problems playing. So it, it definitely sucked not being able to chase the dream as a hockey player. But I ended up enjoying refing more uh, than playing. There's, it's, it's weird to say, but I feel like there's less stress refereeing than there is playing. Um, I wasn't necessarily the best player in the world, but down for Florida, I was decent. And um, it just, I don't know, I, I just ended up enjoying refereeing more. Um, and the reason why I want to do this, I want to give back. Like, hockey's been extremely good to me. 
I've traveled all, I think I've roughed in about 30 states, um, worked a couple hundred professional hockey games. Uh, I enjoy mentoring our guys back here. And anything I can do to, you know, pass on the passion to the next guy would be just awesome. So I feel like I have a lot to contribute. And, uh, you know, we've talked off the air. Some of the stories that you got are just unreal. So I can't wait for you to be able to share a lot of those stories as we go. <laughs> maybe not as good. good ones that we've talked about, but maybe the, little, the ones that are a little more clean cut. We're, we're fired up. Yeah. Without yeah. further ado, we got to throw it over to your co-host. I don't know if you want to call him the junior guy of the two, but uh, he's also got a pretty solid resume, and he's actually down in uh, Texas. Uh, so, uh, Brendan, why don't you tell us about uh, your, your background in officiating? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be the junior guy of the two. Uh, I mean, I, I, think, I think I'm going on year 12 of refing. I think. I think. Yeah, I think it's 12. I lost count after 10. And uh, I really started refing just because of my dad. I mean, he did it. And all growing up, like I remember, you know, when I was like five or six, I would go sit in the penalty box during his beer league games. And so I just remember doing that. And then uh, we're actually living out in Midland, Odessa, Texas, where they filmed uh, Friday Night Lights. And the guy was like, hey, we need like a ref to do the, the little mic games that were full ice still at the time. And my dad's like, well, he can do it. So they signed me up. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm working mic games. And it just kind of morphed past that. Um I, I never really thought of it as as anything like, you know, I, I didn't know any junior hockey or, or whatever. And then as I got older, it was one of those things where it's like, hmm, like I'm, I was not a good hockey player. I was a fourth liner at best. And uh, I figured out that like I'm, I'm a pretty decent linesman. Like maybe I can, I can do something. So for the past four years, I've been working part-time, uh, in the ODP, working the North American League, the NA3, and then just around Dallas. I mean, I'll skate anything from the 8U Mike games all the way up to Beer League and just having fun with it. And you actually are pretty cool, like, background, like, educationally, too. Like, that really fits pretty pretty awesome. Like, throughout the podcast. I mean, when you want to talk about your interest in, in becoming a co-host of the show and even kind of like maybe some of your background of that and stuff. Yeah, my biggest thing is uh, broadcast journalism is my major, so this kind of fits right into it. And when I saw the opportunity to jump onto a podcast, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to start when I want to start when I want to start one, and then you never do. <laughs> and then this opportunity fell in the lap, and it's like, well, might as well take a shot at it. Yeah, and we're, we're fine to have you. Know, I, for the folks at home listening, we have a bit of a disclaimer. We all have four – all four of us have something in common – and uh, we don't want to alienate any referees out there, but we're all linesmen. Now, I don't know if that's maybe because we're more fun. I don't know. But, uh, boys, I mean, talk about uh, maybe the choice of uh, being a linesman versus you know, uh, I mean, boys, like, talk about maybe the choice of becoming a linesman. Um, well, for me, I wanted to be a referee. and um, failed, failed referees here, everybody. It, it, it never happened. No, I got the opportunity in the AJ and the Met um, my first year working junior with ODP. And um, I, I feel like I did pretty well. Maybe uh, 
at some point I'll have my old boss on the podcast and he could tell me why I really didn't end up as a ref. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I did all right there, but, um, really what ended up happening was with me being in the military and, uh, joining the SPHL the way I did. Um, they're just like, we just need you to be a linesman because, um, I didn't necessarily have the full availability to travel and all that. Uh, so it just ended up being first, you know, work a couple of games on the lines when we need you. And then it turned into, uh, we need you every weekend. You're going to be full time. So we'll figure out your military schedule and your hockey schedule. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to be a referee and for some reason they let me referee games here. Um, I mean, that's, that's on the schedulers, but, uh, I, I think I do all right as a ref, but I definitely enjoy lining, um, the, uh, just the banter with the players getting to be best friends with the goalies and the goons is always fun. So I, I, I certainly have embraced, uh, the, the linesman lifestyle. And, uh, Brent, how about you, buddy? Uh, I remember when I was 17 and a wide eyed, like just learning what junior hockey was and uh, a beautiful supervisor came up to me and said, uh, do you want to, you know, work junior hockey? And of course I said like, yeah, sure. Like whatever, like obviously. And he said, okay, cool. Like, uh, do you want to be a referee or a linesman? And at the time I was like, either like wherever you want me. And he's like, well, I just want you to know if you're ever going to work junior hockey, you're not going to be a referee. And so from that day on, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a linesman. I'm a JFL. I will be the best puck getter. I will be, you know, whatever. And I, I will not ask once to referee. So since then I've, I've, I mean like I'll ref in Dallas locally. And when I do, I feel like a fish out of water. It's just, it's, it's weird. <laughs> but, uh, for the folks at home, I mean, you guys have some, some, that's planned. Obviously, we're not going to be just talking lines, but some of you guys are going to have some referees on, some supervisors, you name it. I mean, boys, talk about maybe some of the like the, the plans, some of the, the vision you have for the show here and where you guys want to bring it. Um, well, for, for me, I definitely want um, to get people that I've worked with throughout the years involved. Um, I feel like a lot of everyone has a story. Uh, regardless of where they ended up in officiating, whether getting all the way to the top, coming just short, going to the Olympics. Um, sharing those stories is a big thing, like uh, to uh, and kind of inspire the next group of people to come up. Um, another thing we have planned is a Twitch channel where we will be doing some live streams, whether it be like a live podcast where we just get on with, with one of our guests and, people can watch us do it live and maybe even interact with us while we're doing the podcast. Um, maybe uh, doing some like, uh, whether it's just, if it's just me and Brendan or, or all four of us getting on and doing like Q and a with some members, um, even doing like, uh, if you guys want to email us clips, we'll have an email set up um, to where we can kind of break down stuff and, and try to as a community learn together because the thing about officiating is, is, you know, we're always learning. Um, even in doing this 18 years, I occasionally still, I, I still get to see stuff that I'm just like, did that just happen? So, you know, it's, and sharing those kind of stories too, whether it be from, you know, the four of us or some of our listeners, like I just, I want to get more people involved, you know, get 
if we can get the community uh, helping us out, it, it definitely uh, broaden the scope of the podcast. Brendan, how about you? Uh, I would I would agree with everything Ross said and just piggyback off him. And uh, I mean, just just make a not make officiating cool, but I mean, like it's such a cool thing to get to do. And I, I don't think a lot of people know how fun it really is. Cause honestly, like I've had more fun refing than playing um, just with getting to meet the people like Ross said, and just, just things like that. And then, yeah, just, just learning. I mean, I'm constantly learning every day. Still I'm seeing new things every day. Dallas beer league is the best for seeing the most wild and obscure things. And so it's, it's always just fun. And then, I mean, there's a lot of great guys down here in, in Dallas and, and Texas that even, I mean, even Oklahoma that there's not like they, they've seen it at all. They've been everywhere. They've done the old CHL that just have like amazing stories and just, you can learn so much from them. Yeah. And you guys are right too. It's like one thing I've found, I mean, is, is going kind of from like doing like knobs and like stuff to doing like higher levels is like, I mean, a lot of the skill sets you pick up, like you said, like you can kind of use them in beer league, you can use them in the pros. Like, it's not like, you know, if you're, if you're talking to an official that's, you know, doing, doing, you know, six-year-olds on the ice, that like you can't give them lots of good advice. Like a lot of the stuff we do and, and, and talk about is pretty much, you know, stuff you can learn across the board, right? Yep. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I definitely feel like a majority of my, my skill set with dealing with, uh, situations and officiating all I all picked up from beer league here um, we are our, our beer league uh, uh, or well, men's league uh, at the like we have like an a plus and a minus league we have some pretty good players that uh, used to play in, in different leagues um, so growing up it was definitely interesting and like I definitely learned a lot there and it, it expanded out obviously yeah, and we're gonna. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. You guys are gonna be the two new hosts of the show, uh, and folks at home, you know, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I've heard some of these stories, but not to not to put you guys on the spot. But how about you guys? Maybe just give give the listeners at home or the viewers at home maybe a, an idea, maybe one of your good hockey officiating memories, a, something you know, a good memory, maybe something funny that happened. Just to give you guys, just to give the folks at home maybe a maybe a glimpse at uh, you know, who you guys are. All right, so. I'll go with a funny one and then uh, Brennan, you can share something while I, I come up, you know, maybe we can each share too, but um, so I'm working a game in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, this is in 2014 and um, Biloxi. So it was the Mississippi surge and the Peoria river men. Um, I am the back linesman uh, Peoria player fires the puck down the ice. Um, so potential icing. A surge player sticks out his stick to try to uh, to redirect it, um, and as he he he's successful in redirecting the puck, well the puck ends up in my beak, like right in the nose. I immediately like lean forward. I'm gushing. I blow the whistle for myself, which I got so much shit for from my partners, and I skate right to the. Uh, the, the surge bench and the uh, so they're 
they're fixing me up, you know, throwing a couple of tampons in my nose, whatever. And I'm BSing. And I know the surge players pretty well because I would see them all the time. And the trainer goes, he's like, dude, why didn't you go to Peoria's bench? Their trainer's so hot. <laughs> they had a female trainer at the time. And I looked at him and go, I guess I screwed up, didn't I? <laughs> so that's, that's one of my, my funny ones. And then in between periods, they both came in and they're shoving quick clot up my nose to keep me from, oh my God. And then obviously getting that out of my nose for the next few days was a blast. But that's a funny one. That's awesome. Brent, how about you, buddy? Uh, one that sticks out was I was in Amarillo, Texas, working, uh, it was probably my seventh or eighth NA game ever. And in the first period, the uh, other linesman goes down. And so we go into the locker room at the end of the first and we're looking around and the trainer looks at him. He's like, yep, you got a concussion. And so obviously he's not going back out. And I look over at my referee who is probably, it was third year in the league. And we just kind of make this eye contact and he looks at me. He's like, so uh, have you ever won one before? And I was like, no, have, have you? And he's like, uh, no. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so what did we do? And he's like, I, I don't know. So we end up calling some random guy that had a night off. And we're like, hey, uh, so what did we do? And he's like, I just go with the flow. We're like, thanks for the advice. Like, really appreciate it. So we go out for the second. And, of course, there's only two of us. So the, the one coach, the Amarillo coach, calls, calls me over. He's like, oh, hey, where's the other liney? I was like, oh, he's, he's got a concussion. Like, he's, he's out. He's, he's done for. And he's like, oh, so it's just going to be you and uh, you and this ref? And I was like, yeah, it's just going to be us two. And he's like, so uh, have you ever done this before? And I was like, do you want the real answer or do you want the make-believe answer? And he's like, give me the answer that will make me feel the best. So I was like, yep, we've done it plenty of times before. This is, <laughs> this is no issue. This is going to be a walk in the park. So we make it about five minutes into this period. And we had our first icing and like, we, we have no clue what to do. So I initiated it and then the referee ended up calling it because we're like, yeah, this, this makes sense to us. And so the coach looks at me and he's like, you guys have no clue what you're doing right now, do you? And I was like, no, we're just kind of going with it right now, dude. And he was like, he was like, oh, okay, good to know. Good to know. And then the rest of the game without a hitch, like came over at the end of the game and he was like, you know, for one, one, that wasn't all that bad. And I was like, no, nah, I agree. And he's like, you're going to sleep good tonight. And I was like, oh, yes, I will. <laughs> that's oh, that's unreal. fantastic. Oh, that's unreal. That's awesome. And, uh, boys, like, you know, we're, we're fired up to, uh, to have you guys take over the show. I know the officials out there are going to get some awesome stories, insight. Yes, you guys name it. But, like, I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast without talking about some pressing issues out there. And the one that all I right. think – in, in the officiating world, the one I keep seeing you can't get away from, and I'm sure you guys probably guess, is electronic whistles. So, love them, hate them. What do you guys think? Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing one in action, other than like maybe a quick clip on the internet. I don't know. I mean, if if USA Hockey tells us to do it, obviously I'm gonna do it. But preferably, I just want my Acme, thun Acme Thunder, and and uh, I'm a happy camper. Brendan, you got a, you got a, got a controversial take here? 
I mean, hey, I'll, I, I honestly don't care if they're like, hey, you have to use it. I'll be like, okay, like we'll see how it goes. I'll have the, I'll have my actual whistle in the pocket just in case. But I mean, if they tell us to use it, they, you know, I mean, adapt yeah. and overcome. Because look, maybe you can share some of what you've been hearing on your program. Because <laughs> listeners are there, Logan, well, Logan, Logan officiates in the QMJHL here. And I mean, maybe you want to share some of what you might be hearing on your end. So. For what I understand is the boys are going to be wearing uh, fish poles, big old fish poles, electronic whistles, and gloves. So, uh, oh. yeah. So electronic whistles, in my mind, absolute garbage. <laughs> I guarantee you every referee out there is going to have one of those quick moments where they press the button when they don't mean to be, and the coach is just going to lose his mind. <laughs> and you just look at him and be like, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. So they're so in in the queue. They're wearing a full bubble. We don't know for sure. Like I don't. That's just kind of talk. Like that's my talk with hockey can in general. But that's okay. what it sounded like. And there's a lot of unhappy people. But at the end of the day, like can't really do much right now. Like no, it is. But it's it's all touch and go. I I know up in Jacksonville, um, all the leagues at the rink there they're using the electronic whistle and i i i've i know guys have said it's taken an adjustment to go from that to pressing a button so i'm sure if if i do end up having to use it at some point it's going to be oh wait i gotta press you know you go to blow the whistle instead of you know just hitting the button there so what happens like just to throw some hypotheticals out there, like what happens if you don't charge your batteries and it's one like the third period? And there's some have your whistle in your pocket. Like just yell tweet. <laughs> yeah, you just yell tweet. That's all. <laughs> so are the boys yeah. still gonna take their fingers too, or? Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've I've never understood that. Like I've never. You know, you know there's gonna be the guy that tapes his fingers still. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose the grip on the on the electric whistle. Full hand tape too. Yeah. Like I always tape. I, my fingers and it's gonna be weird with like this electric whistle. Like I'm probably yeah. not my fingers. I'm not gonna be that guy, but it's gonna be weird. <laughs> my uh, my biggest concern is the scorekeepers maybe not hearing it. Like, um, I guess, like I said, I haven't heard one like in person. I've just seen videos of it, but like they're tiny. I can't imagine the speaker on them being anywhere near loud enough for, but who knows? <laughs> and guess what? If, who knows? If one of these electronic whistle companies wants to sponsor the podcast, you can forget about all we just said. Uh, we love electronic whistles, right? Right. Yeah, right. Definitely love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. No, that's uh, awesome, boys. And uh, listen, like, like me and Logan are so excited. I know a lot of folks are going to be really entertained. They're going to laugh. They're going to cry. They're going to, you know, that when you guys are podcast hosts, it's going to be all these range of emotions each episode, right? And yeah. uh, I don't want to hype you guys up too much, but for the officials out there, this will be the absolute best podcast you will ever listen to. Um, the, 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 the bar is sky high for these guys, so no pressure, but uh, no pressure at all. So. <laughs> give me some final thoughts, guys. When uh, I think this podcast will be released early, uh, early in the week, so maybe Monday, Tuesday, maybe some final thoughts. Uh, I don't know, kick it off, I guess. 
Um, I'm just really looking forward to uh, sharing uh, a little bit of my story and a lot of the stories of guys that I've, I either know or potentially don't even know to, to come on an interview and just give back to the game. And um, as uh, we kind of move forward in this new world of the unknown with electronic whistles and potentially wearing full bubbles, like, you know, just getting everybody uh, ready to go and excited again for, for hockey, getting back on the ice, like, and then moving forward with education and training and all of that. Yeah. Well said Ross. Uh, Brandon, how about you? I mean, I, I think Ross summed it up pretty well. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, be able to, uh, help I guess help teach people and 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 learn a lot of things as well on this podcast and uh I mean I'm, I'm just excited to be here overall um and let's not forget how shafted Detroit got in the NHL draft last oh, night oh, oh my goodness I mean I'm I'm not a Detroit fan but that's that's gotta hurt like you were the worst team in the NHL and you can't get the first overall. The <laughs> oh, that was unreal. I was watching it with my roommate. We're sitting in my office, and we were rooting for the uh, the TBA team to get the number one pick. <laughs> no, like that's what we wanted fired. to see. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. So when, when, when they the were calling it, when they're calling it out and showing the GMs, like Ottawa's GMs, just sitting there like. Uh, and then uh, Iserman looked. I was watching the Sportsnet broadcast here in Canada. And it was uh-huh. Bob McLean was getting he got a text from Brian Burke. I just it just crazy. Like, yeah, uh-huh. probably sums it up. It's all yep. And then seeing Iserman like scribbling on his piece of paper when he got four, <laughs> it's just like, dude, that sucks. And then. And then when they announced the TBA team being number one, Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille just sitting there like, like just completely confused as to what was going on. And it, I, I couldn't even understand the actual rule set too. Like it was like when they were explaining how the draft worked, I had no idea what they were even talking about. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, kind of like, like a four minute explainer. And TBA gets, and there's X amount of factors here. Like, yeah. I like a simple draft. But like, so, can a Stanley Cup winning team win the first? No. So, the way it works is the, uh, the qualifying round, so to speak. So, the 16 teams that are going to play each other um, to, you know, then go on, move on to the next round to start the playoffs. So, the eight teams that lose all have a 12.5% chance of winning that first overall pick. So all the eight losers get their, you know, get a ball in the pot, and whichever ball gets pulled, you are the you get the number one pick. So, so like, if I'm a team and I'm down like 0-2 in the series or something, am I, am I, if I'm the GM, am I, am I going down to the coach and say, Coach, maybe just put the fourth liners out for the next couple of games? We yeah, that. Does it happen? yeah, so it just – I don't know. It, it could be interesting because there could be, like, a team maybe uh, – I think, like, Pittsburgh finished pretty high, but they're playing in that play-in. If they lose, they could get the first pick. And they would have been a playoff team. 
So it's just, yeah, there are eight teams that would have been in the playoffs that if they get knocked out during the preliminary round, that could potentially get that pit. That's horrible for hockey. Like, I really uh-huh. think it's horrible for hockey. But it was a bad night. It was a bad night last night. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was, it was wild. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, man, too bad the Lightning aren't in the play-in round. <laughs> like, how anticlimactic is that? Like, they could in all the teams, and it's number one overall pick. Who be announced? <laughs> yep. Well, and then that that the poor kid, he was like, "Man, they interviewed him. He's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm so excited to find out where I'm gonna be playing tonight.' Well, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I got if, if I'm laughing here, I'm pretty pumped because now you're going to like a like a like a contending. You're going a to a, team. A, a decent team. Yeah. Like it's you're not you're not going to a team that uh, has to rebuild around you. So that's good for him, at least. Good for him, but horrible for hockey. Yep. I, yeah, you got to think there's a lot of angry phone calls maybe last night from the GM. Oh, my God. Could, could you imagine being a fly on the wall after, after <laughs> that all went down? Sign me up, though. I'll sit there and watch the whole thing. I'd love it. Well, even watching the live broadcast, it looked like when Bailey held the card up. And like, uh, I forget what her name was. Catherine Patton was asking. Uh-huh. She didn't really seem to know. Like, yeah. You kind of yeah, she because she asked, could the team that win the cup win the pick? Well, He's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Well, there is one situation where that would happen, and it's the Rangers. And so if, like, they win, and then, like, Toronto has to lose the play, and one other team has to lose, and the Rangers somehow have somebody's pick, that there's a one, and I think it was 38,000 chance that the Rangers win the cup – and get the first overall pick. You know what? It's 2020. Oh, so Anything can happen right it's now. It's going to happen, right? It's yeah. going to happen. Can you imagine them? Oh, like, my goodness. You and your, like, your Stanley Cup banner ceremony the first game of the next year, and you're standing on the ice with one overall pick, too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> scores. <laughs> oh, so is it, is it one of those, like, conditional kind of trades? Yeah, it was, if- it was a conditional from from somebody. It was it was, yeah, so. it was a weird one. Because I know I looked it up last night. I was like, please tell me that somebody has somebody's pick that could end up, like, <laughs> as the number one overall pick. Because, you know, it's just what a – oh, man, it was so funny last night watching it. One of my dogs wants attention. Uh, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> well, boys, uh, hey, this, is, this has been a pleasure. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fired up. We're fired up. Uh, yep. <laughs> So you guys are going to have some good storytellers, too. So anyways, thanks for, uh, thanks for I guess, taking over the realm or the helm of the um, helm of the podcast. That's yep. And uh, we're looking forward to it, fellas, and uh, have best luck on uh, having a good show here. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it, that's for sure.